it became instead we tried to see if we could all yell the entire time we were going <laughs> oh through gosh. a tunnel or make goat noises and that was way more fun so i would recommend goat noises can you like, please give us a demonstration <laughs> like the whole time hi i'm ryan i'm a science teacher I'm Cheryl, and I slept through science. Each episode, we'll tackle a science question you may have learned in school, but can't quite remember or fully explain. And I'll take the risk of asking the dumb questions so that we can all understand the science we slept through. The bell has rung. Let's get started. Welcome to Lesson 67. We are in our quackery unit. And as a matter of fact, this is the last lesson in our quackery unit. Cheryl, what would you like to do to wrap up quackery? Well, Ryan, when I think about different um, aspects or types of quackery, there's one that we haven't really touched on yet that I think is really important and something that is still pretty like widely believed mm -hmm. globally. And okay. that is superstitions. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And so you and I talked about, is there one we want to dive into and really we just want to talk about superstitions. So <laughs> I think we can do a couple things today to kind of touch on all sorts of them. And, um, just kind of see, re reminding me of uh, a couple episodes ago when you were telling me the story about how people used to think that flies came from meat, mm -hmm. rotting meat, mm -hmm. that, that that seems similar maybe to some of the things we're going to be talking about today where there's a okay. little bit of a, a correlation, but not a causation mm -hmm. going on here. Um, yeah. So how does that sound? I think that sounds great. For awesome. the pre-assessment, why don't we start with what is a superstition, Cheryl? Ooh. Um, I mean, I started doing a little bit of reading about it. Honestly, it's kind of a spiritual belief, but I don't think okay. a lot of people would call it a spiritual belief. Mm, okay. Because a lot of them are about um, how something that you do physically can impact your luck. In one mm -hmm. way or another, good luck, bad luck, ways to counteract it. And a lot of that has to do with like confusing the spirits or mm -hmm. things like that. And so it seems like there's a lot of um, spirituality tied into it, even if um, people are like don't have their own spiritual beliefs mm -hmm. aside from that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't think most people would initially talk about them as spiritual, but I think you're right because if you use spiritual in its broadest sense of something beyond the natural world that influences something about our lives, then yeah, that's exactly what a superstition is. Where would you like to start? start today, Cheryl, because I think we could talk about superstitions around the world, or we could talk about superstitions here in our neck of the world. I don't know that that's the right expression. <laughs> it should be neck <laughs> of the woods. Although, have you ever thought about that? Neck of the woods. Does a wood, do the woods have a neck? Is it? I always picture it being like a bend in a road and that's like the neck, but maybe that's oh, not. Could be. I don't know. That's a whole nother rabbit hole, which is yet another yep. expression. <laughs> well, I have a quiz that I found online and um, I have not really vetted it, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> it's from mentalfungus.com. So how could we go wrong? Mentalfungus.com? Yes, you heard me correctly. Okay, yeah. great. Mm -hmm. Um, and it is a little multiple choice quiz. I don't know the answers to it. So you and I can come up with our guesses together. Okay. And we are going to guess which superstition belongs to which country. Oh, okay. I don't know that I'm going to do that well on this, but, uh, here we go. Each one only has four options. So that does help. We're not guessing from all of the countries that exist. That helps. Yeah. Um, all right. The first one is if a pregnant woman eats an unshapely food during pregnancy, she will give birth to an ugly baby. Oh gosh. <laughs> okay. 
Mongolia, Spain, Korea, Ireland. Well, I've been to Ireland. You've been to Spain. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean that we necessarily know the different superstitions. I know. I've never heard this one before. I haven't either. I mean, my my initial thought was Korea. I, I don't know why. Okay. My initial um, thought was Mongolia. All right. But then I was like, well, We're but there's the whole potato like thing. Yeah. But then there was like the potato thing with Ireland and maybe like misshapen potato. I don't know. I, I really don't know. Hmm. It's to Mongolia. We'll do your Mongolia here. Okay. Um, it was Korea. Korea. Okay. Good All job, right. Cheryl. Point for Cheryl. Thank you. <laughs> I'll take one point. <laughs> if you both say the same word at the same time while talking to each other, you will not get married. To undo this, you must touch your nose immediately. That's wait. So they would not get married <laughs> to each other or not get married ever? Mm, doesn't say. Oh, interesting. Okay. Italy, India, Saudi Arabia, or Norway. They're really doing a good job of getting like a like geographically like a wide range yeah. of country I, options. I really don't know. Norway. I don't know. I'm gonna say India. Okay. Uh let's see what it is. It is Italy. Ooh, okay. So neither of us got a point on that one. No. All right. If you sing at the dinner table, it means you're singing to the devil for your food. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Sounds like a way to get children to behave at the dinner table. It does. Table. <laughs> it totally does. All right. We have Brazil, Netherlands, India, or Scotland. Gosh. Which countries believe in the devil? Maybe all of them in some That's way or true. another. I'm going to say Brazil. That's kind of what I was thinking, too. I was going to go with Brazil. Okay. The Netherlands. Oh, okay. Interesting. We are not doing well. You shouldn't wear red during a storm. It's believed that the color red attracts lightning. Okay. Philippines, Sri Lanka, Thailand, or England? I don't think it's England because I don't think they get a lot of lightning. Oh, fair. Yeah, I was thinking that the color red is luck in certain Asian mm-hmm. countries, right? Mm-hmm. So then I wouldn't think that that would be a negative thing. What like, were the other three countries other than England? Philippines, Sri Lanka, and Thailand. I don't... I'm going to say Sri Lanka because I think it's the most fun to say. Okay, I'm going to say Philippines. Okay. So Philippines. Look at that. All right, two, two for points. Cheryl. If you enter a room with your left foot, it will bring you bad luck. Oh. Belgium, Portugal, France, or Spain. Those are very close to each other. Uh-huh. Those are all Europe. Uh-huh. And three of those are touching. Belgium. I don't know. I'm going to say Portugal. Spain. Spain. I never You've heard been that when I was Spain. in Spain. Okay. No one was telling me about the way I stepped into a room. Mm. Wow. I bet I offended a lot of people. I bet you did. <laughs> I bet you did. If you open an umbrella indoors, it will bring bad luck for you. I've heard this one. So have I. Is the United States right. one of the options? <laughs> no, but we have Peru, Ecuador, England, and Slovakia. Well, I would go with England just because maybe I'm gonna we say inherited it. From mm-hmm. them. Yep. All right. Yep, it's England. You have three one, for Cheryl. Three. I'm on the board. All right. You should tuck your thumbs in when passing a graveyard to protect your parents. I like it more that we don't know the history or the context yeah. for these. It's even yeah. better because you're like, wait, what do thumbs have to do? I was thinking like hitchhiking. Tuck your thumb in when punching someone, and then you'd break your thumb. I'm like, what uh-huh. else? Are tucking thumbs. I don't know. Japan, Australia, Austria, or Bolivia. I'm going to say Japan because there's a lot about ancestors mm, in Japan. That's true. I was going to say Australia, but I'll bet you're right. I'm still going to go with Australia. Okay. It's Japan. Yep. 
What for? You should not chew gum at night. It is the equivalent of chewing on the flesh of the dead. But only Ooh, at night. Our, yeah, I guess so. Gross. Maybe that's when it turns into zombie gum. Gross. Maybe. All right. We have Om- Oman. Uh-huh. Oman. 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 Turkey, uh-huh. Egypt, and Greece. I mean, I'm going Egypt. How can you not with those mummies? Oman. Oh, Turkey, Egypt, and Greece. I, I'm going to go with Oman. Okay. You're probably going to be right again. Turkey. Oh, okay. Interesting. If you let your purse touch the floor, you will become penniless. I had a coworker tell me this recently. I put my purse on the ground in a meeting. She said, don't put your purse on the ground. It's bad luck. And then she proceeded to say... I mean, also, it could just, like, get your purse dirty and you should take care of it. Sure. <laughs> um, but then she said you might become penniless. Like, she was telling me that. It's so interesting. Oh, interesting. Um, Brazil, France, China, and Germany. Now, this coworker of mine is Indian and was born in Canada. And neither of those countries are on there. Which what were the countries again? Brazil, France, China, Germany. I'd go with France. That was what I was thinking too. Let's try France. It was Brazil. Oh, okay. All right. If you say happy birthday before the day arrives, it will bring bad luck. Oh. England, Bolivia, Russia, Poland. I'm going to say Bolivia just because I haven't seen I, it on the I was going to say Bolivia too, but I, I don't know. It's Russia. Okay, great. All right. You Basically, should not if place I too- think it's it, you shouldn't pick it. <laughs> <laughs> you should not place two mirrors opposite each other. It will open a doorway for the devil. I mean, true. It's a true statement. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Scientifically proven. Oh. It's a fact. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, then all mm-hmm. of the countries would believe it because it's true. Yep. Because if something's true, everybody always believes it. Yeah. India, Mexico, Nepal, Sweden. Mm. I'm going Mexico. Yeah, I'm going to go with Mexico too. Yes, we got it. I'm at five. You're at five and I'm at two. Oh my gosh. Whistling indoors invites evil. The noise is believed to summon demons. Man, Mm. a lot about uh, music. Music is evil. mm -hmm. Stop, Cheryl. No more music. Germany... Lithuania, U.S., or Romania? Hmm. I'm going to say Romania. I was going to go with Germany. All right. Lithuania. Mm. Okay. You should not cheers with water. If you cheers with water, you're actually with wishing death upon the people you're drinking with. Oh, my. Okay. Sounds like a bartender came up with that one. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. He's trying to get some drink sales going on. Yeah. Um, Italy, Australia, Croatia, Germany. You've been oh. to three of those countries? Say it again. Italy, Australia, Croatia, Germany. I've been to all of those countries. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, which one did people think you were wishing them death when you cheers with water, Ryan? Uh, I don't know. People are going to be so mad at me. Um, was it Italy was the first one? Yeah. I'm thinking it's Italy or Germany, I think. I'm going Germany. What do you think for yourself? That was, that was my gut was Germany. Okay. <gasps> Correct. Yay. Okay. All right. We'll do a couple more. If you have an itch on your right hand, it means you'll come into some money. Mm. Turkey, Chile, England, Argentina. Oh, that's not fair. Chile and Argentina. Mm. (laughs) Argentina. I'm going to say England. Turkey. Oh, okay. Never mind. All right, we'll do one more. This one kind of, this list kind of keeps on going. We'll do one more. Accidentally stepping on dog poop is considered good luck, but only if you do it with your left foot. 
Ugh. Sounds like Not a very like, positive thinker. Uh-huh. They're like, no, it's good luck. France, Sudan, South Africa, Morocco. You've been to Morocco. I have. I didn't see any dog poop. Uh, Sudan. I don't know. I'm going to say South Africa. It was France. Oh, okay. They do bring their dogs everywhere. Interesting. All right. Well, we still have a lot to learn then, I think, about superstitions around the world. Yeah, clearly not great. At least (laughs) I'm not great. But did you know, Cheryl, that we have superstitions here in the United States as well? Uh, I've heard tell. Yeah. What's interesting is when you hear superstitions from other countries, I think we have, it's a lot easier for us to be like, well, that's just silly. Why would anyone believe that? When I don't know that we always recognize the superstitions that are embedded in our own culture. Okay. And I have some examples for you. Okay. Um, some of these that I think you've probably, def- you've definitely heard of before. But how about things like the number 13? I was born on the 13th. (gasps) So (laughs) not on a Friday, but some years my birthday. (laughs) Ryan's trying to ward me off. Um, Sometimes (laughs) my birthday falls on Friday the 13th. And then it's funny because like I just never have thought of it as an unlucky number but I, I know other people think that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some people are like, well, it's Friday the 13th. And I'm like, yeah, it's my birthday. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. And then, you know, sometimes there are some, some buildings that don't number a 13th floor. Not mm-hmm. always, but there are some. A lot of airplanes don't number the 13th row. Did That's you know this? serious then. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard about the building thing. I had not heard about the airplane or noticed the airplane thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. So it, it actually shows up in a number of places. So that's one. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know the one about spilling salt? Yeah. Then you're supposed to toss them over your shoulder. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's bad Otherwise, luck. Otherwise, it's bad luck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's one. Um Here's one that I wouldn't have initially called a superstition until I read this on a website that, of course, we'll link in the description. Bad news or bad things come in threes. Oh, I've heard that occasionally. I've heard people say that. Yeah, yeah. I've, heard, I've heard that from a lot of people. Mm-hmm. That, you know, bad news or bad things come in threes. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a bad luck one. Um, yeah. There was a survey done by YouGov America. They surveyed a thousand people about superstitions. And here are the ones that the most people believed. I'll go from most to, to least. Are you ready for this? Yes. Okay. And this is – they grouped them by good luck superstitions and bad luck luck superstitions so the top one and when i say the most people believed it was 28 percent. so it's not like it's everybody believes this but it was the most believed one making a wish while blowing out birthday candles oh yep yeah right like that is even if you don't believe it you you still know it and you still do it and you, or it's, you'll say, make a wish. Yep. Or you don't get mm-hmm. the wish unless you blow out all the candles in one breath. Exactly. Oh, yes. You mm-hmm. see, you know all the rules. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Similar, seeing a shooting star. Oh, yeah. Making a wish on a shooting mm-hmm. star. As right. Well. I mean, that's embedded in Disney. When from- you wish upon a star. Yep. Oh, very good. Very nice. Yeah, okay. thank you. <laughs> Saying bless you when someone sneezes. Oh, it's something about losing your soul. Well, depending on which culture like, you're hearing it from, because there's a couple yeah. of different things you can do. But just even just saying that. And again, do you believe that you're actually blessing the person? I think most people probably don't. But there's and an element yet, of that. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you wouldn't say that like if someone coughed, you wouldn't right. say anything. Right. And yet it's a similar thing. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. Uh, how about this? Knock on wood. Oh, that's just like 
yeah, it's saying like if the creek don't rise, like it's like mm-hmm. knock if, on wood. It is, yeah. Some, if, yeah. If you knock on wood, then the thing, the bad thing that you mentioned won't happen. It's like it prevents yep. it from happening. And even yeah. though I think most people don't believe it's true, people do, they it. do it all the time. They say it, they do it. They're like, where's, it. where's wood? We need some wood mm-hmm. real quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or they say like, don't even say it in the first place. Yes. Like whatever the bad thing is, like don't yep. mention it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Four leaf clovers. Oh, yeah. Right. If you find a four leaf mm-hmm. clover when you were a kid, did you like go in a clover patch and like dig through and yes. try to find the four yeah. leaf clover? Cause it was good luck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Crossing your fingers. Oh, like hope this happens. Uh huh. Yeah. Crossing my fingers. Yep. Yeah. Cross your fingers. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah. We're going to fingers yeah. crossed. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there's some, it, it continues to do a bump, but the, I think those are a lot of the big ones. Uh, some of the bad luck ones walking under a ladder. Yeah. I heard I had to do something with like triangle shapes and spirits. Mm. And then also, honestly, I agree with that one because of safety. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh, like it's yeah. just like probably a good idea to not to walk anyway. around. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Broken mirrors. Mm. Yep. Uh, the number six, six, six. Yeah. That's from the Bible. If that's the, mm-hmm. the devil's number. Yep. But it, it yeah. gets used for a whole lot of things. Just think of like horror movies. How often is six, 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 oh, yeah. six used for things or whatever. Yeah. Um, black cats. Oh yeah. But they're mm-hmm. cute. So it's okay. So it's okay. Right. Yeah. Stepping on a crack. Break your mother's back. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, holding your breath while going through a tunnel. Oh. Yeah. Um, I do that as a fun game. Uh-huh. And then um when I worked at a camp, we would do that with a bunch of like teenagers. And then it became instead we tried to see if we could all yell the entire time we were going <laughs> oh through gosh. a tunnel or make goat noises. And that was way more fun. So I would recommend goat noises. Can you like, please give us a demonstration? <laughs> like the whole time you're going through. <laughs> and that's way more fun. So I'd say when you're on the road trips, everybody with your fam, just have your kids start doing that instead. And it's um that won't the drive breath. you crazy at all. Well, it depends it, on how many tunnels on, are on your trip. <laughs> it is. This is an interesting kind of cross-cultural one too, because when I've been to Slovenia and Croatia and we've gone to camps and we do, you know, a couple hour drives and at least in that part of Europe, but I think it's fairly common throughout Europe, often when they're going through mountain passes, they just tunnel all the way through. Here, we tend to kind of go around and we might have a few short tunnels, but they will have tunnels that go for multiple kilometers. So if you like try to hold your breath, you're like, you can't, like you physically can't. Oh no. (laughs) So that's an interesting sort of difference in the way that it uh, plays out in other parts of the world. That's interesting. Yeah. Here's one. Which groups of Americans are most likely to say that they're superstitious? Like well, to what are the options? What do you mean by oh, groups? There are so many options. I don't know. I mean, I could just give you like you mean s- like age or region. There's there's from, an age. Yep. Or... You could. There's there's one that's an age range. So do you want to oh. pick an age range? Now this is self-reporting. So I would say probably adults. Probably discount children. Old people. Like how old is old people? Uh, 80 plus. Okay. The highest self-reporters were 30 to 44. <gasps> like our, that's us. That's us. <laughs> I do feel like I know a lot of people who are superstitious. I actually have a funny one I heard. Um, mm-hmm. So you know how a lot of people, when their sports team is playing – they like to wear the jersey. And I think a lot of them is just like a fun camaraderie. Like mm-hmm. we're all rooting for this team. Yay. And I was talking to somebody at my work and she was saying, oh, no, no, I'm a huge fan of the Seahawks. 
I never, ever wear their jersey on game day because whenever I do that, they lose. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to jinx it. And that was so interesting because it was like, you think you control their wins and loss? You have that control? If you if you really break it down, it was just like, ah, I don't think you're that powerful. <laughs> but And yet... You know. A lot of sports have a lot of superstition connected to oh, them, things sorry. like that. Sorry. Well, I did this and the team won and therefore I have to do that every time. Or I didn't do this or, you know, we have to do this combination of things or whatever it yeah. is. Yeah, sports often have a lot of superstition. S- some sports more than others. But um, and I, mean, athletes- I could see for the players if they get good sleep and hydration and eat well that they might play better. That's just a superstition, Cheryl. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's that's an example of our us finding patterns in things that don't always have patterns, right? So mm-hmm. for example, the the jersey example, when I when I wear the jersey, they don't win. Well, what's the sample size? You know, like how many how many times like did you actually try it multiple times and that and that's one of those things that's very tricky because you can't really run a controlled experiment no in a really super easy way i mean one thing you could do but the problem is it's a different team every year but like let's say if it's football because they have fewer games you could do wear the jersey for all of the games for an entire season and record their wins and losses and then Mm -hmm. not wear the jersey for an entire season and record their wins and losses you know, you have to do something. You can't just yeah. do, well, I'm going to wear it for this one and not wear it for that one because then just the natural variability. So it's hard to create like a controlled experiment to really say, ah, yes, see, this thing does other than your personal experience, your personal anecdote that says, mm-hmm. oh, that thing is true. Yeah. Okay. Let's do, let me do some, um, again, remember this is self-reported. I'm going to give you two groups and which one self-reported that they were more superstitious. Okay. Okay. Men or women? Women. Mm -hmm. Women reported 30% of the time, men 23% of the time. Okay. Democrats or Republicans? Democrats. Republicans. Republicans. But but, but not by a lot. Republicans 30%, Democrats 29%. Oh, very similar. So that's very, very, very similar. Wow, okay, yep. okay. Catholics or Protestants? Catholics. Catholics. Catholics was actually the top reported one in this particular representation. 37% Protestants, 26%. Interesting, okay. Mm-hmm. People who live in cities, people who live in suburbs. Cities. Mm-hmm. Cities, 34%, suburbs, 22%. Wow. Okay, that's a that's a significant difference. Mm-hmm. I'm not surprised by these. No, why not? I'm trying to I'm well, I'm trying to profile people. <laughs> <laughs> Stereotypes, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Like I think like I don't know. <laughs> it just makes sense. <laughs> okay. Okay. How about this? People who are spiritual. People with no particular religion were atheists and agnostics. People with no particular religion. Think they are the most or the least? It's I'm between the no particular or the atheist slash agnostics. For most or least. For the most. For the most. Okay. So people who are spiritual are the most at 32%. Nah. Okay. People with no particular religion, 19%. Okay. Atheists and agnostics are the smallest of all of the groups at 14%. Okay, I respect that. Because if you're spiritual, where I was saying earlier, I think superstitions Mm -hmm. are spiritual beliefs. So at least you're being consistent. And if Mm -hmm. you're saying, I don't believe in a higher power or I'm not sure about it, then it is very consistent to say that higher power would include superstitions that I don't believe in. Yeah. I respect that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. Family income of $100,000 or more. Family income of fifty dollars to $100,000. Family income under $50,000. I would guess the middle one. The middle one is what? <laughs> well, you read me three. I did, but the middle one is is what though? You think the middle one is the most superstitious? The oh, least most, superstitious? Most. The most. Okay. So the middle one. So if you're in between fifty and a hundred thousand dollars. Oh, I could see it going either way. I really could. That one's hard. Yeah. But that's okay. what I think. Family income of a hundred thousand dollars or more is the most superstitious. Oh, that was 35%. my first guess. Family income of Be fifty to a hundred thousand is second. Yep. At 25%. And family income under $50,000 was the least at 24%. I mean, those, those last two are very similar, 24 and 25%. But That makes so much sense because if you're well off, things have just worked out for you mm, financially. You're more lucky. Uh-huh. Mm. It just, it worked out for you. And it just happened. I mean, there are people who truly like work their butts off to make a lot of money. And I think there's a lot of people who also work their butts off and happen to not be able to make a lot of money. So I think mm -hmm. there's, there is a lot of chance with it, mm -hmm. but I think then you can attribute that to luck. Yeah. Yeah. There's, it, it gets complicated. And I mean, there's obviously lots of factors. There's also, you know, what you grew up with and advantages that you already had and things like that. Okay. How about region of the U.S. where you live? Okay. Okay. People who live in the West, like you and I. People who live in the Northeast. People who live in the South. People who live in the Midwest. And between South or Midwest. As the most. Yeah, although I also said city. I'm going to say South. South was my gut. As the most. Okay. Mm -hmm. The one with the most is people who live in the Northeast, 33%. Oh. Okay. People who live in the South is the second with 28%. Okay. People who live in the Midwest, third at 25%. And people who live in the West, like you and I, are the least mm -hmm. at 19%. Not surprised, but I knew it wasn't the West. Um, <laughs> I think my thoughts on that were places with... Um, a longer history, I would guess, have mm, more. More time for those kind of cultural beliefs yes. to have like come together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. One more about this particular study and okay. then we'll move on to something else. Level of education attained. Okay. So people with a high school degree or less people with a college degree only, so just an undergraduate degree, or people with post-graduate post degrees, so like master's or doctorates? College degree, most. And why? Well, I'm going with the, it was the highest income level, mm. which means there might be a higher education level. But okay. I wonder if once you get to the like um, post, you know, just like, Mm -hmm. further degrees if you get to that like you're too too learned to <laughs> to believe in that stuff maybe well nice job cheryl you got this one because yes the people with a college degree only 30 percent of them self-reported that they were superstitious people with a high school degree or less 28 percent and the postgraduate degree was the second lowest of all of the categories at 18%. Yeah, that checks out. Yeah. Yeah. Now, remember, this is all self-reported and all of these percentages are under 50%. So when we're saying the people who are most likely, it's still not super common, mm -hmm. right? So it's not like, oh, well, if you live in the Northeast, everybody in the Northeast is superstitious. That is not what this means. That's not yeah. the way this works. It's just more common comparatively to all of those. I just wanted to make sure we had that disclaimer that we're not saying that is where people are superstitious. All of these are not super common as far as yeah. percentages of people who would claim to be superstitious. 
But I do think with sort of some of the ones that we listed, there are a lot of these that are cultural. And even if we don't directly believe them, there is a part of us that I think we don't fully disbelieve them either, if that distinction yep. makes sense. Yes. Yes. It also means that I'm pretty good at profiling people. So <laughs> <laughs> reading people, is that a kinder way of saying that? <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. As opposed to like stereotyping people. It means I'm stereotyping people correctly. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes probably, but also probably sometimes not. That's, that comes back to that uh, confirmation bias there. Mm hmm. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ryan, earlier you were sharing with me some of our um, local to the U.S. superstitions that we were mm -hmm. familiar with. Mm -hmm. Um and I actually have some more information on those, such as okay. maybe where the origin of some of them that I thought I'd share with you. Oh, yes, please. Um, That's very interesting. We'll see. We'll see if you have any guesses. Actually, Friday the 13th. Do you do you know what's unlucky about 13? Well, what I'm going to say, I think is probably going to show you how culturally unaware I am. Uh, did it actually come from the movie? No. Okay. <laughs> no, that'd be amazing. <laughs> I mean, because I feel like there's something like that that came actually came from a movie, but maybe not. Maybe I'm making it up in my head. Um, it says that one version of the origin is that it comes from Judas Iscariot, who was the thirteenth guest at the Last Supper and betrayed Jesus, who was crucified on a Friday. Okay, I don't know that that's true but okay great okay <laughs> it, that's, that was really interesting um let's see we're also talking about walking under a ladder uh -huh. and i was mentioning the triangle thing it says the shape of an open ladder is a triangle which signifies life in some mythologies when you walk through the triangle it's thought that you tempt the fates you also run the mm. risk of awakening spirits that live within the triangle, including evil spirits who may not be happy with the disturbance. I, I know this is not the same thing at all, but do you know what that reminded me as you were talking about it? I just think about Hercules when I think about the fates, but. Oh, the fates, yes, that. I think yeah. of Hercules. Yeah. Yes, what the uh -huh. Disney movie, Hercules. Yes. Let's clarify, yes. we're talking yeah. about the same Hercules. I know we are, just so everybody yeah. else knows. Uh, no, but. Um, I don't remember what it was called, but the doorway in Harry Potter in the in the um, the oh. Department of Mysteries. Oh, I don't know why, but like he that saw, was the, like his ancestors and like the people who had passed. Well, he was like hearing voice. That's the one that Sirius Black passed through. Yes, yeah, right? the good people were on the other side of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, for some reason, when you just talked about like doorway to the spirits and things, like that's immediately mm. I, I pictured a triangle ladder Version, with like yeah. that blue like hazy uh -huh. stuff in it i don't know i don't know why but that's but my that's where my but brain but here's the good news if you accidentally walk under a ladder you can counteract the bad luck by placing your thumb between your index and middle fingers uh-huh okay and holding it for at least five seconds or the fingers on both hands or cross the fingers on both hands while calling upon the sign of the cross to protect you from evil. The cross shall protect me from evil. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know that yeah. I'm doing that right, but okay. Yeah. All right. Um, we talked about breaking a mirror. Mm -hmm. And um, that one's seven years bad luck. That's seven that years. Um, that may be because seven years is the time it takes to replace all of the cells in your physical body. I don't think that's true because I'm pretty sure that that superstition has been around longer than we knew. Mm. That. And actually it's also not true because you do not replace all of the cells in your body every seven years. That's not oh. true. Interesting. So even yeah. the scientific part of that explanation is not scientific. Is not scientific. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It says it is um, in a more superstitious time, mirrors were thought to be reflections of the soul. So breaking a mirror was believed to be harmful to your soul. Hmm, kind of like shattering your soul again, mm -hmm. like Voldemort. I don't know why I'm continuing to make Harry Potter connections. I love that. That's great. <laughs> and then um, were we talking about the opening an umbrella? 
Yeah. Oh, that was on our first quiz, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, one superstition holds that because umbrellas shade us from the sun, they're somehow magical. Okay. When the umbrella is opened inside out of the way of the sun's rays, it offends the sun god. I could, yep, that does seem offensive to the sun god. I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> I, would be ascended, I would be offended if I was a sun god too. <laughs> and then the knock on wood. Um, oh, uh-huh. Let's see. The origin is well-known superstition dates back, dates back to a time when some culture believed that gods lived in trees to ask the gods for a favor people would lightly tap on the bark of the tree then to say thank you when the favor was granted a person would knock lightly on the same tree okay that would make sense to me (laughs) it seems more like Like, linear you know yeah yeah yeah, it's yeah. like, okay, if I believe that there is a spiritual being of some kind in that tree and I want a favor and I like knock that lightly, it's like, hey, can a, you help? Like a nice that, little, I, yeah, yeah, you know, like, so again, knock on wood, you say, I want this thing or I don't want this thing to happen. Knock on wood. I'm making the request. Yeah. I don't know. For some reason, that one makes sense. <laughs> um, the salt one to me makes a lot of sense, actually. Okay. Uh, okay. For most of human history, salt has been very valuable. In mm-hmm. some places and times, it's worth its weight in gold. One common superstition held that it could purify the soul and ward off evil spirits. Um, so when you spill any amount of salt, you ought to take a pinch and toss it over your left shoulder. By doing this, the superstition says you will drive away any evil spirits attracted to the spill who may want to cause misfortune for the unlucky spiller. So the spirit part, whatever. But as far as like this is really valuable and mm-hmm. you're spilling it mm-hmm. is like I could see how a lot of negativity is yeah. around spilling something really yeah. valuable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was interesting. Yeah. Um, black cats. Some people believed that witches kept them, and some people believed that after seven years, black cats could turn into witches or demons. Oh, okay. Uh huh. And then the bless you um, after sneezing. In sixth century Europe, people congratulated anyone who sneezed. They believed the person was expelling evil spirits. Mm. Early Romans believed that a strong sneeze could release your soul into the world and a bless you would keep it safely home. Hmm. And when the Black Plague hit Europe in 1665, the Pope required everyone to be blessed when they sneeze. He believed that a sneeze was a sign that the person would likely die soon. So if that was today, then it would be coughing because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Actually. That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's some more information on some of our superstitions that yeah. we've heard about before. They all come from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing, Cheryl. That was very interesting. <laughs> for sure. I think it just shows us that where a lot of these superstitions come from is some common things we've kind of already talked about in this unit that leads us to believe things that aren't true just in general. Confirmation bias is a big one where you are looking for something that confirms the thing that you already believe and you can find that. One of the superstitions that we didn't talk about that I think is a great example of this and I still hear regularly is the idea that people are crazier and weirder things happen around a full moon. Oh my gosh. People really try to point to science with that too. Oh yeah, absolutely. Gravitational poles mm -hmm. or things like that. Yep. Yep. And it is not. When you look at actual objective records of things, there is not an uptick like always around full moons. Every once in a while there can be, but a full moon happens once every about four weeks. So like full moons are really common, but if something's, oh my gosh, it's so crazy. And then you look and it's around a full moon and I put around in quotes, then it's really easy for people to say, oh yeah, see, there it is. And it just continues to fuel that idea. That's true for, I think, for a lot of superstitions, that confirmation bias. I have one of, um, I, I have actually have a redheaded stepchild, which is pretty great. You do, literally. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, and what but people say about he's not called Daryl, but your husband no, is. <laughs> my husband is Daryl. And then I also have a redheaded stepchild. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, 
But what people say about redheads, so like redheads, especially redheaded children, are crazier mm-hmm. or like fiery mm-hmm. or stuff. And it's like I I don't think our personality is determined by, by the color of your color. hair. Yeah, yeah, like the genetics yeah. that influence your hair color are those genetics that like influence like your brain development or something. Mm. Yeah, people do that with labs too, like the dogs. dogs. They say that brown labs are crazier. Mm, interesting. When really the color of the lab is the same um, amount of difference as human hair color. Mm. Like genetically. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's, and unfortunately, as human beings, we have used some of these quote unquote patterns that we think we've seen, like you've described, to take advantage of other human beings too. Mm. And to, reinforce ideas that actually aren't true about people, whether that's their hair color or skin tone or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever the, you know, things that we see on the surface that we think indicate something else about what's going on inside of them, which so often is not actually the case. And that's unfortunate, yeah. but that's yeah. something that we're really good at as human beings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, Cheryl, instead of doing a quiz, since we sort of quizzed each other kind of through the whole lesson, why don't we do our end of unit reflection questions? Are you okay if we do that? Oh my gosh. I'm so lucky that we're not doing a (laughs) quiz today. Yeah. Are you wearing your lucky sweater? Is that why? I mean, I've had this sweater for a while. Okay. But now every time that we do this if you wear your lucky sweater maybe you won't have to do a oh, quiz oh boy okay i'm not gonna wash it either because maybe that has to do with it too mm-hmm. so yeah yep that definitely doesn't yeah. make it more smelly or gross and people to want to be around you less <laughs> that definitely never happens okay our first reflection question for you cheryl is what were some of the things that you found interesting in our quackery unit one thing i found interesting are the pieces that I believed to be true. Mm. And then you kind of did some corrections on, um, like on the essential oils one Mm -hmm. that like, Oh, so my tea tree oil is the only essential oil that's actually effective. And, you know, and like, Mm. and then you're like, well, it, it's had these properties, but that's not necessarily on like, whatever condition. And so that was really interesting mm-hmm. that I was just like some things that I was believing myself, you know, that was mm-hmm. interesting. Um, and I also just found it interesting. Um, I don't know just how common it can be to believe in a pseudoscience or mm-hmm. to hear mumbo jumbo that sounds scientific mm-hmm. and trust it. And mm-hmm. I think with the presence of the internet, it can be really hard for us to trust anything yeah. um, because you can put whatever you want on the internet and you can put whatever you want in your commercial and things like that. And so, um, but when something sounds smart, I think that we believe it or when we see quote unquote proof you know, I think there are a lot of things that people claim as proof for whatever they're trying to promote. Um, we just kind of accept that and then it's hard to know. So then if it's not true, then how would I learn that it's not true from reliable resource? It just feels mm-hmm. like this vicious cycle um, and really difficult. And that's where I think having friends like you who <laughs> are scientists and um are (laughs) like more equipped and trained to be able to process some of those things um, and filter through some of those things and say, well, actually I do know this about this thing, you know, and then to go be, go from there and to be able to point those things out um, is really helpful. Yeah. I do think though, like we all have things, myself included, that we believe that are probably unfounded or based on misinformation or whatever. I referenced the 
the documentary Behind the Curve when we talked about Flat Earth. And one of the things that one of the people that they interview in that says that I has really stuck with me and I think is true is if you dig deep enough, you can find something that pretty much everybody believes. Like each person has something that they believe that most other people would think is kind of wacky or weird or off base. Mm. And I think mm -hmm. that is probably true. I'm sure there are exceptions somewhere, but we all have things and for me, maybe they're not science things, but they could be history-related things or art-related things or, you know, just other areas that I don't know, like computer-related things. I don't know, things that I just don't know as much about. Mm -hmm. And I might believe some of those things that aren't, in fact, true. And I'm finding things that I misunderstand all the time. And then with science... Not only is there misinformation and people who believe things that aren't true, but also we learn more information. And so over time, our understanding of what's true changes and evolves as we mm. learn more information. And sometimes that can be difficult for people as well to be like, well, but so-and-so said whatever the thing is, and now they're saying this other thing. So clearly they don't know what they're talking about. Whereas in fact, that is the nature of science. Going back to flat earth, if we took everything as it was, once we knew it was true, quote unquote, we would all still believe that the earth is flat because we would never be open to new information mm. that showed us something that we didn't already believe. We would believe that the earth was the center of the entire solar system and everything went around the earth because just go outside and look. You can see it. We're not moving. I don't feel like I'm, you know, so there's so mm -hmm. many of these examples and sometimes I have to be reminded for myself that, yeah, okay, there are a lot of areas where I feel like I'm not fooled in the way that other people are, but that doesn't mean I don't have blind spots and that doesn't mean mm -hmm. that there aren't things that I still need to learn and adjust to, so. That's a really good point. I think a key difference then um, between any any person that you just like pull off the street um, or that we're friends with or anything mm -hmm. and the wacky things they might believe are, um, are we vocalizing them mm -hmm. to a large audience and mm -hmm. trying to convince others of that? Or are we trying to learn more and being open to learning more or being proved wrong mm -hmm. and being careful with who we share with until we feel like we understand what is true better. Yeah, that's hard. Or using it to sell a product online. Oh. That's true. That's what I that's what I should be doing. Um hey, we've got a podcast. Why aren't we selling products right here? <laughs> All right. Second reflection question. What were some things that you found challenging about this unit? Hmm. I mean some of these things, it was hard to identify. Well, where exactly is the science off? You know, like mm. um, like the water ionizer. Mm -hmm. It's like, mm, this sounds pretty scientific, but I also don't think it's true. So then where is it off? It's like hard to point out. Yeah. Um, And then I think a challenging thing too of this unit is that you and I don't believe in these things we've been talking about. <laughs> so we're coming at it with a bias against it. Mm. So I don't know how well we did at not just coming off yeah. as like dismissive of the whole idea because mm -hmm. I've listened to podcasts where people have talked about things that I believe that they don't. Mm -hmm. And when they're dismissive, I'm like, okay, well then I'm not going to listen to you. Mm -hmm. But when they represent what I believe in a way that I feel like is respectful, you know, so it's like, mm -hmm. I, that's challenging Yeah, when we just already disagree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, I thank you for vocalizing that. That's been something that you and I have talked about and we've felt with this unit that we wanted to be honest about the scientific perspective, but also not to just completely dismiss and say that the people are crazy or how could they possibly believe this or those sorts of things, but rather to look at how do we as humans process things and how do people get to these places where they believe things that science shows is not true. And there's lots of different ways that that happens. And like we've said today with all these superstitions, 
we all have some of these things that at least at some point we believed were true that actually maybe aren't true. And whether it mm -hmm. comes from culture or it comes from personal experience or whatever that is that leads us to these ideas. So yeah, that's a good point. Final reflection question. What concepts do you think you might remember or might stick with you from this unit? I mean, the first one that comes to mind is that if you rub the oil on your wrist three times clockwise, um, that it will activate the electromag the electric properties of it and align yeah. your DNA. Align your DNA. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm talking about DNA right now in my biology classes. I should probably tell them how to align their DNA, shouldn't I? Yes, yes. But make sure to get the correct brand of essential oil uh -huh. when you share it with them as uh -huh. well. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Um, I mean, I think one um, takeaway for me too is definitely like, um, like today, talking about superstitions, there's a lot of people, I think, who are in the place where they're like, I don't really believe in that. But I don't know if I disbelieve in that. And I think mm -hmm. that's my where they might fall in a lot of these categories mm. that we had talked about. Um, and they may not be like all in and like, oh, yeah, this is 100% working. But they're like open to it. And that's not a terrible place to be, especially no. with different health claims, you know, or different things like that is like, I don't know, like, I don't know, maybe it works. And if you don't really care a lot and you don't really care about doing your own research, then like, maybe that's fine, you know? Um, yeah. And if it doesn't yeah. have some damaging side effects or things, because sometimes yes. if they're health related, they can, sometimes they're completely yeah. innocuous and it doesn't do a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think another thing that will stay with me is I think you shared a lot of good um, filters, mm. to, um, ways of thinking about or like approaching these different topics. Um, like we talked about uh, what what is a scientific claim and what's the placebo effect and anecdotal evidence, confirmation bias, um, among other things. And that was cool to talk about like, well, what, what does it actually look like? And then um, mm. how could I look at something and like ask those questions for myself, you know? Yeah. Well, good. I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that it's helpful for you. And like I said, I don't have it all figured out and I get duped by things too, but I think, yeah, it, you can be too skeptical. I think there is such a thing as being too skeptical, but at least from my perspective, I haven't reached that limit yet <laughs> because I think at least for me, if I'm approaching something skeptically, it doesn't necessarily mean that I have decided that it's not true. But it's more like, mm, that's, I'm not, mm, that just doesn't hit me right. You kind of talked about that with some things for you mm -hmm. too. And I think it's, what do you do when that happens? Do you go like, well, I don't know, but okay, fine. Or do you go, well, I don't know. I'm going to dig in deeper and find out more information or ask someone who might know more or whatever. That's something that has happened in, well, kind of back and forth in my family. Sometimes my mom or one of my sisters will like come across something and they're like, I don't know about this, but you know more science. What, what do you think? They'll send me a text message or whatever. And then sometimes, cause my mom, she's retired now, but she was um, a counselor. And so did a lot, she got her master's in family counseling. I don't know if it's family counseling, but in counseling psychology, things like that. And so she's got a lot of background in that. And so, you know, there was a, a, a podcast that I had listened to recently that was talking about one particular kind of in trend in therapy. And I was like, okay, this is interesting. I don't have enough background to know if this one person's take on this therapy approach is accurate. So I sent it over to my mom and be like, Hey, what do you think? You know, cause I was like, uh, I have ideas, but I don't have enough expertise to really have all those filters. And I think that's totally legitimate. A way to, to do that is just when you recognize those things, you're like, uh, then what do you do? And I think that's where we don't have to know everything, but 
you mentioned the internet, and that can definitely make things harder and more challenging, but also means we have more opportunities to access experts. It's just a matter of figuring out who they are. <laughs> That's a really good point. I think, Ryan, we will figure out when you become too skeptical, if you yourself become a conspiracy theorist, I think that is too skeptical. <laughs> there you go. That's a good, I think that's a good demarcation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's all the time that we have for this week's lesson. So why don't you go ahead and pack up your stuff and get ready for my closing remarks. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at I Slept Through Science or on Twitter at Slept Science. If you have dumb science questions like I do, please send them to us. You can email us at isleptthroughscience at gmail.com, or you can even send us a voice memo and we'll play it on the podcast. Please rate and review our podcast to tell other people what you think about it. Subscribe to make sure you don't miss an episode and share about our podcast on social media. Thank you to Beth Reed Miller for the artwork. You can check out more of Beth's artwork at Beth is something. Okay, great. Thanks. Bye. Ah! The bell doesn't dismiss you. I dismiss you.